again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Ring with Acacia Courtney. I know, I know, I have been slacking a little bit lately. I promise now that Saratoga is over, we'll be doing a little bit of catch up on In the Ring and I have some tremendous content coming for you. Appreciate your patience. Uh, And I hope that you enjoyed the end of Saratoga or Del Mar or wherever you were based. If you're at Kentucky Downs right now, I hope you're having a great time uh, or following racing wherever you are. For me, it was an exhausting but magical but wonderful uh, but incredibly busy eight weeks, 40 days of racing up at Saratoga. I'm really privileged to have been part of it all. Also, in the meantime, one of my best friends and my future sister-in-law also got married. So we had some weddings going on as well, lots of celebrations on top of that, and of course, some outstanding racing that uh, I was privileged to be a part of along with some tremendous sales. Uh, As I had been talking about a lot, on this show, the Phasic Tipton Saratoga Select Yearling Sale and New York Bread Sale back in Saratoga. You could just feel the excitement. You could feel the buzz downtown around the sales rings and obviously in the purchase prices as well and the overall success of those two sales. So on today's show, we'll be recapping that a little bit, plus looking ahead to some of the sales action that Phasic Tipton has coming up. In fact, a very special sale coming up this weekend along with one out in California next week too. So things never really slow down in the sales world or racing in general. There really isn't a quiet time. I would guess that right now before we start back at Belmont is the quiet time for me. So trying to enjoy a little bit of rest in the process, but again, looking forward to uh, bringing you all some really great content and I hope that you enjoy today's recap and a look ahead at what's still to come. All right, so we've been talking a lot about the Basic Tipton Saratoga sale. I was very privileged to be a little part of it, doing some interviews for Basic for social media, immediately following some of the big purchases or interesting stories throughout the sale. So really excited. We have some audio from a few of those interviews that we get to share with you today. And I get a chance to hear kind of in the immediate moment what the consigners or buyers may have been feeling uh, at that time and a little bit about the horses that they were purchasing. So you're going to hear from a buyer, a consigner, and a breeder in the next three clips. And then we'll get a chance to catch up with Evan Ferraro from Phasic Tipton, recapping that sale and looking ahead to some of their sales moving forward. So something a little bit different on this week's show. And we'll dive right into it with one of the most expensive cults that we saw go through the ring in the sale. So happy to be here with Dee Dee McGee, the breeder of hip number 132, who sold for 1.4 million, a colt by Bolt Bioro. Dee Dee, first of all, what did it feel like seeing your horse in the ring today? I was numb, so it went by in slow motion. So they're going to show me the tape of it selling again so I can actually watch it. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about this horse and, and what made him seem special. Um, he's always been big, smart, kind, no problem. He's been a star from the beginning. And um, I'm a Philly girl. I don't keep colts. And it was hard. But I listened to people that told me what I needed to do. And for once, I wasn't hard-headed. And I did what they said. And it worked out great. 
the three-quarter brother to Rachel Alexandra. I mean, such a big family in there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I've got two fillies out of the mare, so I'm, I'm good. More things to look forward that's to. That's right, that's right. Dee congratulations. Thank you very much. Joined by Katie Taylor from TaylorMade as we saw hip number 114 by Quality Road just go through. And Katie, this is always actually purchased online, something you can do now at Tracy Tip Tip. Yeah, I think it's a great way to go. I mean, you know, we're all doing our due diligence trying to find, you know, who's on the horse and and it really gives you a level of anonymity so you can bid and I think it's really great for people that are wanting to spend a lot of money. We've seen a lot of success obviously for Quality Road at the sale, but this one a brother to Brill, so yes. a big family already. Yes. Yeah, so Brill's at the farm and um, she is happily in full to Instagram and uh, this colt to me of all of the other Pung the Moon siblings, his mom's also at the farm, She he looks just, just like Brill. So um, I love him all through but he has like the most athletic walk and he's really just got all of her angles and I think he's really set up for success. Tell me a little bit about the Quality Road influence again. It's such a popular stallion that really just seems to have withstood the test of time as well. Sure. No, I think he's definitely quality all the way through but um, you know the thing that I see in all of them is that they're very similar like he really stamps them and I think it really goes to show that you can kind of expect a certain level of, of brilliance from them. What does it feel like when you like a horse and that comes through in the yeah. sales ring? No, it's it's really fun, especially like a, a horse like this one because I've liked him ever since he was a baby and I've seen him change, you know, from day one and and especially here in the last 60 or 90 days, he's like just really become a, a man. So it's really awesome to see him here and in the back ring, he was just, you know, looked great. Yeah. <laughs> Big congratulations. Thank you so much. Very happy to welcome in now Evan Ferraro, recruiting and marketing manager from Phasic Tipton. Evan, thanks so much for joining me. First of all, I haven't spoken to you since the Phasic Tipton Saratoga Select and New York bred sales. Massive congratulations to the whole team on two tremendous sales this summer. Oh, thanks, Keisha. It was uh, it was pretty special to be back there with the two sales. You know, having to having to cancel last year and. You know, the quality of horses that we had in both sales uh, was outstanding, and the, the buyer support was great, too. And I think everybody was just so enthusiastic to be back mm -hmm. there. It all, it all came together in the two great sales. It seemed like everybody had just been so excited. It's rare that you have so much hype around something, and it, it really lives up to the billing, too. I mean, just some tremendous pedigrees, some, some big purchase prices, and uh, I'm, a job well done to everybody on putting it together. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate it. Well, the the sales season never really does seem to end, of course, as we're moving on to the next thing. An interesting sale that's coming up next for Phasic Titson in Lexington, Kentucky on September 12th. That's the Pin Oak Stud Sale. If you would, Evan, tell me a little bit about that and the story of Pin Oak and Josephine Abercrombie is amazing and what we can look forward to in this particular sale. Well, uh, you know, Pin Oak, I think, has been one of the more storied racing and breeding programs in the last several decades, and it's you know one of the one of the last like truly great breed to race programs, and and she's just a very very special woman from everything that you know that I've read about her through mm -hmm. the years, and I mean, an accomplished horsewoman in her own right, uh, wanted to get into racing on her own. I mean 
went through the process of establishing her own farm, developing these families, raising horses the way that she would like them raised to be successful on the racetrack. And I mean, I think the results through the years speak for themselves with, you know, the successes she's had in her, in her breeding and racing program. I mean, these families have been cultivated through the decades and nurtured and bred with a lot of thought and with, you know, one focus to, to be good racehorses compete in the biggest races. And, um, you know, she, at a point with, with the farm and the stable that, you know, that needs to sell some stuff. It's all part of a plan to reduce. And, you know, fortunately they, they've entrusted that to us. And I think it's going to be a really unique, um, you know, event really. I mean, it's going to be Sunday night, six o'clock, uh, got some beautiful pedigrees throughout mainly mares and poles. And, you know, in a couple, in a couple horses that can come to one that just ran a nice second at Woodbine, a beautifully bred into mischief Philly, uh, fascination as well as some, uh, a couple horses that have been getting ready to get into the races. They haven't started yet, but they've been breezing right along. But I mean, it's, it's, these are families that nobody's really been able to get into for several years. So it's really a, a special opportunity for, for anyone who's admired that program through the years. When you do see big operations or storied operations like Pin Oak deciding to sell some of that stock, as you mentioned, um, with, with families that, we've come to know and follow how important do you think that that is uh, for people to be able to kind of tap into those bloodlines? Well, I, I think it's a, for any, for any major breeder to be able to augment their program with, with these types of families, I think is a huge opportunity. You know, it, it, of course it's bittersweet when you see operations like this, mm-hmm. you know, phasing out because um, you know, they're, they're go back to an age where you have people that wanted to have farms and, and bred to race and compete. And uh, so, I mean, these are, these are such special organizations, you know, like Pin Oak that I think anybody that wants to tap into, you know, what they've developed. I mean, it's, it's, this is the kind of opportunities that come by very rarely. Well, things don't really slow down too much. Just a, a small sale on Sunday, September 12th, and then a little bit after that, September 28th, is the California Fall Yearlings and Horses of All Ages sale. Tell me a little bit about what we can expect there. Uh, we've got a really nice catalog, and uh, the sale is back at Fairplex, which is a great facility for a horse sale. And... Uh, you know, it's primarily yearlings, you know, the vast majority of which are cowbreds. You know, we've got roughly 250 yearlings. And then we've also added a little uh, kind of a horse of all ages aspect this year. Some mares and foals, a few weanlings, uh, some broodmare prospects. And I tell you, the sire power is phenomenal. And you've got a lot of registered California breds by some of the leading sires. I mean, not only in California, but, but back here, too. So... You know, for people that aren't familiar with the strength of the Calbred program, I mean, it's really, there's a lot of money to run for. There's great owner's premiums um, if you own a Calbred. And you've got a Golden State Series that is throughout the year where horses are running for a lot of money in the Calbred ranks. So, I mean, it's really a, a great program. And the quality of pedigrees that we've got this year is really exciting. On the side of Phasic Tipton and, and sales companies, how much have you seen people maybe kind of looking a little bit more for some of those state-bred horses to get those incentives? Obviously, we've seen the success, as mentioned here in Saratoga, with the, the likes of the New York-bred sale. 
Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, a lot of our sales are, you know, we, we serve a lot of regional markets, whether it's New York, uh, Mid-Atlantic or California. And uh, I think if people feel like they can buy quality horses at, you know, prices where the programs have such good incentives and money that they feel that they can race and really, uh, you know, and the money is there to really subsidize the racing operation and they're in a position to do well and have some success. Uh, but I mean, the regional programs are phenomenal and they give people an opportunity to participate uh, at different price levels too. You know, it's not necessarily coming down to having to buy a, you know, a six figure yearling all the time or anything like that. So it's a great way for, for people all over the country to participate in racing at a level that they're comfortable with and get some great incentives and purses and, and really take advantage of these programs. Now you all have been so busy the whole year getting ready for these sales and bringing horses to the catalog, if you will, can you explain maybe to people that may not be completely familiar with what the process may be like of kind of scouting these horses and deciding maybe what sale may be best for them, especially as you said, you, you really kind of target different markets and um, it's all about thinking where that horse may fit best in the sales that you do offer. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, most basic premise is we've got a sale for every horse, every type of horse, pedigree mm-hmm. or potential. Uh, you know, we have two types of sales generally when it comes to yearlings and, and two-year-olds to an extent too. But, you know, we've got selected sales where the horses are approved on pedigree and confirmation. And then we've got open sales to where there's no pre-approval to get in. Um, you know, you, you sign a contract and pay an entry fee and you're in. Um, you know, a lot of people like to try and participate in the selected markets first. Uh, you know, our selected sales are early, they're July and August. So, you know, developmentally, sometimes that's not always the ideal spot for a horse to receive Mm -hmm. a premium return. So if we feel like a horse maybe is better suited to a little later sale, um, more time develop, maybe stand out, you know, as opposed to that kind of more boutique environment that we have earlier in the year, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are, are really comfortable with that. I mean, all we're trying to do is based on our experiences, advise people on where we think their horses are going to fit best so they can have the best sale day. So, um, you know, it comes down to first pedigree and confirmation developmentally. And also just kind of, you know, if, if the horse is a, is a, you know, a nice Maryland bred that maybe just needs a little bit more time or a nice New York bred that benefit from a little more time, you know, we're going to say, Hey, look at our, Look at our Mid-Atlantic Fall Yearling Sale in Timonium, beginning of October. It's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of trainers from the region that are looking for horses like this. Uh, so it's just all about trying to take care of our customers the best we can and position them to have the best return that they can because we all know how much time and um, you know investment goes into developing a horse from conception mm-hmm. to, to the sales ring. Yeah, not an easy, not an easy way to uh, to to get anything done. Uh, horse racing will keep you humble, that is for sure. So many things that, that can go wrong before they can go right. Um, but just amazing to kind of see everything that's offered for buyers and sellers. Um, quickly, wanted to just ask if you would reflect. I know Fasic Tipton very involved, sponsoring several races throughout the summer at Saratoga, seeing several Fasic Tipton graduates being successful. All 
over the country. Uh, just maybe if you would, Evan, reflect back from your end and following this past summer as we get into the fall and the next group of sales coming up, if you'll reflect back on the summer and some of the, the great things that we saw and the successes for your sales company. Uh, I think, I mean, firstly, for us to be able to get back on a normal schedule, uh, a traditional sales schedule with, with summer yearling sales was, you know, was just a huge win in its own right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting with our sales in July, we had a great yearling sale there, a vibrant horses of racing age sale and a little breeding stock element that was successful as well. And then moving towards Saratoga, uh, you know, our graduates have all run great. Uh, we had a, you know, wonderful partnership with Naira again this year between the sale and the racing. Uh, our customers had a great time. We got to take care of them in a great way at the racetrack. And, and you know, I mean, I mean we're not just guys that sell horses. I mean, we love racing too. So mm-hmm. to, be able to be around these big race days and connect with people, connect with our customers and, and see horses that they bought from us go on and do well. I mean, that's, that's the most satisfying thing of the job. And uh, so, I mean, I, I mean, everything feels really optimistic for us right now between the sales and, um, you know, and some exciting things going on at the racetrack. So I would say so far, uh, 2021 uh, from a, from a business and racing standpoint for Phasic Tiffin has been, uh, has been very encouraging and a lot of fun so far. Well, we know you are incredibly busy, have a big weekend coming up, wishing you all the best with the September sales and uh, the next group of sales that we'll be seeing throughout the fall. And thanks a lot for taking the time today, Evan. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, it's always nice to nice to be on with you and uh, look forward to the fall. We had a great Labor Day weekend, 28 uh, stakes winners or stakes placed for between Grace Adler Flightline. That was a great way to close out the summer. I'll say looking forward. Here's to many more. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Very pleased to be joined by Spendthrift's Eric Gustafson as we're talking about hip number 172, a Philly by Violence purchased with crypto and a new thing, <laughs> Eric, that Basic has been accepting this year. Tell me a little yeah. bit about it. I know, that's crazy. It sounds uh, it's strange for you to, yeah. to say that um, and that we're actually a part of it. That's what happened when we read that, that Fazig was going to offer this. We thought uh, we got together the team at Spencer, and we thought, how cool would that be to actually do it? You know, I don't know if if they thought that they were going to actually get anybody to buy anything. So we thought that we would uh, do that. So we went about um, going, you know, figuring out how we were going to get set up to do it. We had to get an account and everything, and uh, we talked to some people and got a little educated on it, and then uh, pulled the trigger. It's really exciting. Being able to purchase a thoroughbred in yeah. that way, yeah. obviously Spendthrift so involved in the sales on every end of the spectrum. What did it feel like uh, being able to go for this Philly? I mean, it was in the in the moment it was just like any other sale. But then I realized, oh yeah, we're buying this in crypto. This is crazy. This is going to be like a big deal because this never happened before. And hopefully, this will continue to happen. Now it'll be like a snowball and kind of. Other sales companies may be open up to it and um, bring in some new people and uh, really get, get the industry excited about it. And that'll do it for another episode of In the Ring with Acacia Courtney. I uh, hope you enjoyed a little bit of a different format today. Just a, uh, getting a chance to get some of those in-the-moment reactions, I think, is, is always really fun. Apologies for some of the loud background noise and audio, as you might not have been able to tell from those clips. 
it was a party at the Basic Tipton Saratoga sale, that's for sure. Uh, but looking forward to following the upcoming sales. I'll also have uh, some really exciting uh, interviews coming up on the next episode of In the Ring. As always, if you have any suggestions, things you're interested in, feel free to send them my way. Make sure that you are subscribed to the In the Money Media newsletter. Don't miss out on all of the great content coming from my colleagues under the In the Money Media umbrella as well. And as always, can't say thank you enough for tuning in, listening, and sharing In the Ring with Acacia Courtney. I'll see you next time. 